Okay, so if you want to, go ahead and turn. Okay, go ahead and turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, okay? 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Once again, I tried to put as many verses up on the screen instead of you having to turn in the Bible, okay? 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We've seen all kinds of things. We've seen the Old Testament. We've seen the, 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 the different things about what Jesus has done. And then now, these, this final section is dealing with truths concerning the future. And we must know the future events of the Word of God. So this is kind of the key. So how does this all fit together? And so we got two questions there under future events. Why, 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 you know, why, sh why should we understand or why do we need to understand future events so we can understand the Bible and it could be comfort for believers? I have people come up to me and they say things like, I hope, I don't, I hope we're not going through the tribulation. I go, well, I hope you're not. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know about you, but I know I'm not. And so the bottom line is we know that, that when we understand the end time events and how things fit together, uh, there's a great comfort there. And also it's an idea of understanding the Bible. Would you feel comfortable? that you could sit down with somebody and say, let me draw you the end time events. Let's start with the Old Testament. Let's start with Jesus coming. You probably could do this, and I hope every one of us can do this because it's understanding, especially the end time events. And let me just say this too. People say things like, and we talked about this on Sunday morning, uh, people say things like, well, end time events, they're too hard. In fact, I've read, I read just the other day where some pastor said people can't understand end-time events in any way. They're too complicated, and we don't even know if they're real or not. I mean, that's how they think. And so there are a lot of people who say you can't really understand this stuff. The truth is it's not that hard. You can't understand it. The Bible has been put together. And when Paul went to the church at Thessalonica, he led people to Christ, started the church, was there about a month. And what did he teach them? End-time events. He not only talked about the rapture to them, he talked about the second coming to them. So when people say, well, it's too hard to understand, no, it's not. No, it's not. So when we think about future events, realize it centers around the comings of our Savior, Jesus Christ, okay? So let's think about this. Where is Jesus now? Where is he? See, at the right hand of the Father, and, and we're waiting for him to come back. And so as we, as we look at these two aspects, and this is the two aspects, we're going to look at two things. His coming in the clouds and His coming to the earth. Okay? I think this is going to be a lot of fun, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on each one. I think we've taught this over and over at our church, but it may be new to you, so I'll, I'll, we'll make sure we've got it. Okay? Coming in the clouds, coming to the earth. Uh, if you realize that the comings of Jesus Christ, I've got there the first coming, He came to the earth. Why did He come to the earth? To die and rise again. So here it is. This is his first coming. He came to die and rise again. There is a second coming of Christ to the earth. It's over here. It's over here. He's coming as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's going to rule in righteousness and justice. So remember, two comings, but they're to the earth. Just remember, to the earth. Then there is Jesus coming in the clouds. He doesn't come to the earth. And we're going to put, let me just draw the clouds up here. There they are, the clouds. And he's coming to get us, the church, the body of Christ. I should have written this right here. This is the church. This is the body of Christ. He's going to come get us. So when we think about this aspect, he's coming to the earth. He came to the earth the first time to die, the second time to reign, and in the clouds to get the body of 
Christ. And so that's what we're going to see. At the top, at the top of the next page, don't write in there yet, but just remember, first time to die and rise again, second time to rule and reign, and the aspect of coming in the clouds to get the church. Here's the chart. This is the same thing I have here. This is his first coming to die. This is the second coming to reign. This is the coming in the clouds. We call it the rapture. We'll explain why we call it that and those kind of things. So just remember, people get confused. A lot of people teach Jesus came and died, and the next event is just Jesus coming. That's it. There is no, there's nothing else here. There are some people who teach that because they say, well, you can't understand all these things. Well, the truth is you can understand them, and we'll see them as well. So we're going to talk about the idea of uh, we've already seen, we talked about the first coming of Christ where he died and paid for sins and all that. So in this lesson, we're going to look at the clouds. One in the clouds, we call that the what? This is the top of page two where it says, clouds right the one he's going to come one in one time in the clouds and we call that the what the rapture and then he's going to come one time this is the second time to the earth and we call that the what the kingdom okay so let's talk about coming in the clouds and uh do you let me ask you something do you think that any second there could be a shout the voice of the archangel the trump of god and we'll all leave the we'll leave this you believe that's going to really happen what do you about the ceiling? Have you thought about that? <laughs> Have you thought about that Jesus is going to actually come and you will be taken off the face of the earth? Okay, so let's talk about the coming in the clouds, okay? We call this the rapture. Jesus comes in the clouds. It's the great truth. Jesus could come at any time. The church age believers, the, coming, the rapture is for the church. Now, let me, let me just say something to you. The Old Testament talks a lot of times about the first coming to die. The Old Testament talks a lot of times about coming to reign. The Old Testament never mentions anything about a rapture. You know why? Because the church was a mystery. The Old Testament never even talked about it. So when you go, if you go back to the Old Testament, you're never going to find where somebody is going to be taken off the earth and meet the Lord in the air. That's the mystery of the church. So first coming to die, second coming to reign, coming in the clouds. And we're talking about he's coming in the clouds. And it could be at any time. There's a Latin word, rapio, which means a snatching away. And we get the word rapture from it okay and that's why people say rapture now the word rapture is not in the bible so so a lot of people say well do you believe in the rapture i say yeah well it's not in the bible well there is there is a latin word that it replaced it which is rapio but here is here is the word in the bible it's a greek word it's called harpazo harpazo which means to snatch to sneeze to take away it's like somebody just grabs somebody you hear somebody say somebody just grabbed them well this is what that greek that greek word actually means it means to be snatched away i'm going to show you in a minute in the verses where it is in the bible and so let me ask you a question do we all think that we're in the in the last days why because we all say signs there aren't any signs, really. The last days, truly, are any time after the death of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 1 says, in these last days after Christ. So any time after Jesus Christ is the last days. There aren't signs for the rapture, but there are signs for the what? Second coming. There are. So Now, some of the signs that may be happening for this, we may be seeing them. We may be seeing them. It's not for this because it could happen at any second. Could the rapture happen at any second? What has to be fulfilled for Jesus to get us? 
absolutely nothing. So when people say all the signs, the signs are for here. Now we may see signs over here, but they're not for us as far as the rapture, okay? So let's see what he's going to do. The believers, first of all, the believers will be, this is A, the believers will be raised and changed. Okay, 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18 talks about that. We'll look at it in just a second. Verse 16 says, There'll be a shout, the voice of the trumpet. The dead in Christ will be raised, bodies of those who have already died. Look at this. Look at, you're in 1 Thessalonians 4. Look at this. And let me, let me tell you why Paul wrote this. Somebody told these believers that if their loved one died before Jesus came back, when he came back in the clouds, they'd miss out. And he said, no, 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 nobody's missing out. Watch what he says. For this, verse 15, I say to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have already died. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a what? With a what? Shout. With the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God. And who's going to be raised? The dead in Christ will be raised first. People who have already died will be raised. These bodies of people who have already died who are believers will be raised. Where are the believers right now? They're with Jesus. Where? Up there. And so when he comes in the clouds, these people's bodies will be raised. And then look what it goes on to say. And when we who are alive and remain, that's us, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we'll always be with the Lord. So here you are, and here's Aunt Mary, and she's really with Jesus, and when Jesus comes in the clouds and there's the shout, the voice of the archangel, the trumpet of God, the body will be raised, you will be changed, and we'll all meet up in the clouds. That's going to happen. That's going to happen with a shout and the voice of the archangel. It says, we'll arrive, remain, we'll be caught up together with them. And by the way, the word, when it says that those who are alive and remain will be caught up together, the word caught up is harpazo, to snatched away. We'll be snatched away. In fact, it, it's the moment of a twinkling of an eye. It'll happen so fast. Look at this. i tell you this mystery. You want to hear the mystery? You know why it's a mystery? Because it's dealing with the church and it's something new. I tell you this mystery, we'll not all sleep. What does that mean? We're not going to all die. But we'll all be what? Changed. Why, in a moment, in a twinkle of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised, there they go, and we will be what? Changed. If you are alive when Jesus comes, people who are believers have already dead, their bodies will be raised up, and your body will be changed as you're taken off the face of the earth to meet the Lord in the air. I mean, this is an amazing thing. Now, has there ever been anything like uh, snatching away? Uh, some guy named Elijah was snatched off the face of the earth. Some guy named Enoch was taken off the face of the earth. Some guy named Philip was talking to an Ethiopian eunuch, and it says that the Lord harpized him and put him in another place. He went, whoo, that was fast. That was real fast. That's what he said. Okay? Okay, so the, the whole idea of snatching away, it can happen, and it will happen, and this will be one of the most amazing things that will happen. So this is, that's A. Here's B, that Jesus will give us new bodies. I'm hoping for a little bigger body this next time. But anyway, Jesus will give us a new body. Look what it says. For our citizenship is where? And from which we eagerly await for the Savior, the Lord Jesus. We're going to wait for him when? We're waiting for him to come, aren't we? 
And he goes on to say, who will transform the body of our lowly condition, this body that's wearing out, into conformity with his glorious body. Remember, he's already died and what? He's been raised from the grave. He's got the new body. We talked about it on Sunday. We said, who is the first person ever to be resurrected? Jesus Christ. And we're going to be in conformity with his glorious body by the exertion of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself. He's got the power to change everybody. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. He's going to give us new bodies. That's B. We're going to be excited about that. And, and we, we have to have these bodies to be able to live forever with Jesus. Right? Because this body right here is wearing out fast. Right? And if you admit it, yours is wearing out too. Even though if you're young, you don't think it is. But, but the older people, they know that they're wearing out. Right? Right, Susie? <laughs> See, here's fun thing believers will be rewarded Woo! when we get taken off the face of the earth and then we're going to stand before what's called the what the judgment seat of christ which is the bema seat and we'll be rewarded for the things that we've done in this body and where we must all appear before the judgment seat of christ bema seat of christ so that we may be received compensation you know we're going to be rewarded for his deed for our deeds done through the body and of course what whether a person is doing, whether it's good or this word bad doesn't mean sin. It means worthless. It means like a rotten banana. It means like something that's worthless. You just say, I don't, you don't get a reward for that. It's not sin because where's sin? It's on Christ. We, don't, we won't ever stand before God for sin. Okay, we'll stand before the Bema seat. The word Bema, B-E-M-A, is the word Greek word, which means the reward stand. We will stand before Jesus to be rewarded. So, what have we seen? We've seen that Jesus is going to come in the clouds, going to be a shout, voice of the archangel. Everybody's going to be taken off. There's going to be bodies changed. Believers are going to stand before Jesus Christ to be rewarded. And let me tell you, the bottom line is, how, what do we want to hear him say? Well done, good and faithful servant. Now, how, how is he going to say that? If you've been what? Faithful. If you take the gifts, talents, and abilities and the things he's given you and you serve and you represent God and you live for him and you do the best you can, that does not mean you don't sin or fail. We do that all the time. But the bottom line is you want your life to count for him and you say, Lord, I just want to live for you. I want to do everything I can for your honor and your glory. Okay? So that's, that's, and so here it is. Believers will be raised and changed. New bodies will be given to all the church age believers and believers will be rewarded. Now, you noticed that I didn't say anything about Old Testament people. Like Daniel and David and Saul and Isaiah. What are they? This, remember, the rapture is for the who? That's for us, for the church. Okay, let's, let's get a little bit more because we're now going to get, and I, this, I'm going to have to go fast because we've got like 12 minutes, okay? He's coming to the earth. Okay, now this is different. This is over here. Now, by the way, let me just quickly give you. When the rapture happens, there'll be this time on the earth for seven years called the tribulation. It goes back to the seven final years that the Jewish people have. We don't have time to talk about that tonight. But there's a thing called the tribulation. There's an antichrist puts his idol up in the temple, all that kind of stuff. And then Jesus comes back. And this is what we're talking about. This is the second coming of Christ and he's coming to the earth and let me show you this and, and if you don't want to write this down right now the notes that I have I have it for you already I just want you to see this I want to show you the distinction between the rapture and the second coming there are some people who actually say there will not be a rapture that actually the rapture is the second coming and they're the same thing I want you to notice the difference the rapture takes place where where is the second coming 
earth. Believers are taken off the earth in the rapture. Believers come to the earth in the second coming. Believers are in heaven in the rapture. Believers are in the kingdom in the second coming. Only the church in the rapture is the Old Testament tribulation saints in the second coming. This could happen at any second. This has to happen after the tribulation. This is for saved only. This is both saved and unsaved. This is after sa afterwards Satan's still alive and active. After this, Satan is bound. The tribulation follows this. The kingdom follows that. And there's verses to give both of those. So you can write that down right now, but I'm going to go fast because of time. But that, that see the, the major distinction. And when somebody says to you, well, the rapture and the second coming are the same thing, what do you say? They can't be the same thing. They're not talking about the same event. In fact, they're totally different. Okay? The coming into air is the rapture. That's the church. The coming to the, to the earth is for the kingdom. And let me, let me give you something right here. Revelation 19.11, I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on it is called faithful and true. Who is that? That's Jesus. And in righteousness, he does what? He judges and wages war. Now, when he comes in the clouds, he's taking us off, and we're going, yay. When he comes this time, he's coming to judge. Look at this right here. It was also about these people that Enoch in the seventh generation of Adam prophesied, Behold, the Lord comes with thousands of his holy ones. Who is the holy ones? It's going to be us. We're coming with him to execute judgment on to convict the ungodly of all their ungodly deeds, which they have done in an ungodly way of all the harsh things which the ungodly sinners have spoken against him. He's coming to judge. He's coming to take the church out here. He's coming to judge and set up a kingdom when he comes the second time. So now I have for you, a, like A, B, C, D is like eight, is all the way through H. Let me give you what's going to happen and give you the flow when he comes. Old Testament and tribulation saints will be raised when he comes. I want you to understand this. Let's say that this is David and, and Daniel and Moses and they're... Where are their bodies? They're, they're in the earth. They're in the ground somewhere. Their soul and spirits where? Up here. When Jesus comes this time and sets up the kingdom, the Old Testament believers' bodies will be raised to go into the kingdom. When are our bodies raised? At the rapture. At the second coming. Now let me tell you. Who is the rapture for? Church. Church. So the, the David, Daniel, Moses, they have nothing to do with this. So I want you to understand that Daniel says, basically at that time, he says, at that time the great prince who stands guard, there will be a time of distress. That's the tribulation. That never occurred since there was a nation until that time. And then he says, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the ground will awake. Some to everlasting life, some to disgrace. He's going to raise them. We're going to see in a little bit that that second part of that is going to be this right here. And we'll just see how it fits in just a minute. So that's the first thing. The second thing, the beast and the false prophet will be cast into the lake of fire. There is a, one called the beast. We call him the Antichrist, but guess what? He's never called Antichrist in the Bible. We call him the Antichrist, but he's called the beast that rises up by the sea. He, let's just say he's the Antichrist. He's evil. He claims to be God. He has a false prophet. These are two human beings. They are demon-possessed by the devil themselves. And when he comes and sets up that kingdom, he takes those two, and notice what it says, and the beast was seized, and with him the false prophet, who performed signs in the presence, which deceived the people. These two were thrown alive into where? Lake of fire. Let's put it down here. Lake of 
fire. What do we call that? Hell. It's called the second death in the Bible as well. The first two people, first two anybody that are ever cast into the lake of fire are the beast and the false prophet. That's the first two ever cast into the lake of fire, the beast and the false prophet. Okay? We're ready for C, am I right? Okay. Here's C. Then the unbelievers will be killed. When Jesus comes to set up the kingdom, unbelieving people will be put to death when he comes to the earth. What's going to happen to their bodies? What's going to be happening to their bodies? They go into the ground. No, they go into the ground. What happens to anybody's body when they die? Goes into the ground. Where's their soul and spirit? In the heart of the earth at that place called Hades. Just remember that. Okay? So that's the unbelievers. When Jesus comes, it says, I saw the beast in the earth and their armies, and they waged against him. The rest were killed with the sword, which comes from the mouth of him who sat on the horse. And all the birds came and ate them up and all that kind of stuff, okay? Then, tribulation believers will go into the kingdom. The these unbelievers get killed. Believers who lived through the tribulation will go into the kingdom. Now, guess what? They're going to have regular bodies. And we're going to have what kind of bodies? Glorified bodies. Do you understand that in the kingdom, you will have a glorified body that will never decay, and there will be people in the kingdom, going into the kingdom, and they will have regular bodies, and they will produce offspring. Going into the kingdom will only be believers, either us or the believers who made it through the tribulation. What happens to the unbelievers? They're put to death, okay? E, the devil will be bound. Revelation 20, 20 verse 2 says, He took hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan. Let, let, me, let me show you something in this verse. Does he want you to miss who this is? Notice, the dragon, the serpent, devil, Satan. He, he gave you four names to make sure you know that he's been bound where? For a thousand years. While the kingdom is going on, Satan is bound in a big hole... For a thousand years, because that's how long the kingdom is. It's a thousand years. So, who are the first people cast in the lake of fire? Beast and false prophet. Where's Satan during the thousand years? He's in a, an abyss. He's a big hole. A big hole. Okay. Jesus will rule as the King of Kings. Revelation 20 verse 4, Blessed and holy those who have a part in the first resurrection. This is all called the first resurrection. Over the second death has no power. Okay. But they will be priests of God and of Christ and will rule with Christ for how long? Who's going to rule for a thousand years? Okay, now let me say something. Not every believer will rule in the kingdom. Every believer will be in the kingdom. Every believer will serve in the kingdom. But only those who have been what? Faithful. They call the metakoi. Will rule in the kingdom. Ruling means having places of authority to rule over other people. That sounds sad, but that's true. Unfaithful believers are not going to rule in the kingdom. So just remember that. Because I have had people all say, it doesn't matter. You get to heaven, everybody's the same. We're going to be rocking back and forth and singing songs. I said, no, you're not going to all be the same. Nobody's going to be the same. He's going to say, well, some people he's not going to say what? Well done. In fact, in First Peter and First John, he says, some will be ashamed at his coming. So 
the people who rule and reign for him for a thousand years, the, some of these people were stood for their faith here and they got killed. That's, they get to rule with him. Many of you will rule with Jesus Christ because you're faithful. You're faithful believers. Wow. Okay, Jesus will rule as the King of kings and the Lord of lords, uh, and, and believers will reign with him. And I say some believers, not all believers. And then look, at the end of the thousand years, the unbelievers will be raised. These people who have all died, who have all died for all eternity, all this time, people who have not been a believer, they will be raised from the dead to stand at what's called the great white throne judgment. It says the rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were completed. This is called the first resurrection. And so so here is, the unbelievers will be raised. They will stand before what is called the great white throne judgment right there. And it says, I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it from whose presence heaven and earth fled and there was no place found for them. And so unbelievers are going to stand before Jesus Christ. Listen, everybody's going to stand before Christ. You're going to stand before Christ for what? Rewards. Sin is gone. Unbelievers are going to stand before Christ for what? Judgment. But it's not for what? Sin has been taken away from who? Every person. Let me read something to you. Just so you got it. I saw the great white throne. Books were opened. There was the book of life and the book of deeds works. The sea gave up their dead. Death and Hades gave up their dead. And everyone was judged according to their deeds, not their sins, their works. Then he goes on to say, Death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Anyone's name was not found written in the book of life. They're thrown in the lake of fire. How do you get into the book of life? You believe. You have life by faith. Anyone's name not found written in the book of life cast in the lake of fire. Now, let me quickly do this for you. So... Jesus died and rose again, sent into heaven with the church. He's going to come in the clouds. The dead in Christ rise first. We're up there with him. There it is. Then there's this stuff on the earth that all goes back to the Jewish people. When Jesus comes the second time, we're coming with him. The Old Testament saints are coming with him. When he comes down, their bodies are raised to go into the kingdom. The tribulation saints, the people who are believed, they go into the kingdom. The unbelievers are dead, and they go down there with all the other unbelieving dead. Jesus rules for a thousand years. The beast and the false prophet are cast in the lake of fire. Satan is bound for a thousand years. At the end of the thousand years, Satan is released for a short time. There's a battle, and then Satan is cast in the lake of fire. And then all unbelievers for all time are raised to stand before Jesus Christ. Not for sin. Why? Jesus paid for every sin of every person. He's the satisfactory payment, not for our sins, only sins that are in the entire world. They're standing there, and what I think why they're judged according to their works, I think God wants them to see that their works cannot get them into heaven. Because you remember there's a place where Jesus is gives the parable, and they say to him, Lord, Lord, didn't we cast out demons in your name? Didn't we do this? Didn't we do this? And he says, I never knew you. So just because people do good works don't mean that they're good and that they're saved. Okay? So... The rapture, he's coming in the clouds, and the believers will be raised and changed and all of that. And the second coming, believers will be, uh, the believers are raised, the unbelievers kill, Satan is bound, Christ reigns, unbelievers raised and judged. That's what's, that's what's going to happen. And then, finally, there is a new heaven and a new earth. This is right here. And we talked about it earlier. I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth passed away. This whole world is going to be gone. And he makes a new heavens and a new earth. And I saw the holy city... New Jerusalem 
coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for a husband. That's the place he's going to prepare for us. That's where we're going to be forever. So let me ask you this question. Where will you be? Where will you be when Jesus comes back? Hopefully we're here and that you've believed in him for eternal life. Now let me tell you, if there's people that you know that have not believed in Jesus Christ for eternal life, if the rapture happened that exact moment, they will go into the tribulation. And in the first three and a half years, there's 144,000 Jews who believe in Jesus. There are two prophets. There's, there's wars and rumors of wars. There's all kinds of things. Israel is attacked. There's this guy who comes to power called the the beast of the Antichrist. He claims to be God halfway through. He begins to persecute Jewish people. Many Jewish people believe in Christ. People, it's going to be horrible all over the world. God brings judgment on the world as a whole. At the end, the nation of Israel as a whole believes in Jesus and they call upon the name of the Lord. And when they call upon the name of the Lord, he comes out of heaven, Revelation 19, 11, and he comes and he destroys the unbeliever. He takes the beast of the false prophets, casts him in the lake of fire. He takes Satan and puts him in a big hole rules for a thousand years with all the believers and, and what's going to happen is it's going to sound funny there'll be people who go into the kingdom with regular bodies they will produce children and many of those children will not believe in Jesus Christ even though he's ruling on the throne in Jerusalem and there'll be a battle at the end called the second battle of the Gog and Magog you've heard of Armageddon those kind of things that's back over here Armageddon actually comes from Har Megiddo Har means mountain Megiddo means the Megiddo so Har Megiddo is Armageddon it's a place where there's the battle fought in the tribulation time period. And then there's going to be the great white throne judgment and the eternal state. So, when you stand before Jesus, because this is us, the next event for us is what? There and there. And so before we know it, we'll be saying, man, we're going into the kingdom. And we're either going to rule or not rule. We're going to be there, but you may rule or not rule. We don't know how much time we got left. So if you want to rule... Start being faithful right now and live for Jesus Christ right now. And so when, he stand, when you stand before him, he'll say, well done, good and faithful servant. Here's some key things. You don't have to write them down if you don't want to because you've got them in the notes. But look what it says. Jesus will come back two more times, one in the clouds, one of the earth. Jesus comes in the clouds to get the church-age believers both living and dead. Jesus comes there a second time to rule as the king and the judge. At the second coming of Jesus, the Old Testament believers will be raised. Unbelievers will be killed. Jesus will rule for a thousand years. Judge the unbelievers at the great white throne judgment. And then Jesus will make a new heaven, a new earth, and believers will serve. That's what, by the way, by the way, if you say, what am I going to do for all eternity in this new heaven and a new earth? Revelation says, we will serve him forever. Based on how you serve him now, you're going to have places of responsibility in the kingdom and in the eternal state. So if you want to serve and rule with him, better be faithful now so that here and here will get to be places of responsibility. Okay, now i got one other thing. Here's the applications. Let's under, I think you've got a little place. At the, is there one place at the very end? Yeah, application. Let's just understand the end time events so that we can tell others and, and be comforted. And then let's serve God now. Why? Be faithful so he can say well done and have place of service in the kingdom. And then let's share our faith so others will understand the coming separation of unbelievers. Do you believe that a person that doesn't believe in Jesus will be separated from God forever in a place called the lake of fire in which he'll be separated forever. Do you believe that? I mean, that's what it says, right? Do you believe you will be with Jesus Christ forever? Right. Okay, so what are we 
what do we think about these people who haven't believed in Jesus? I mean, it's going to be terrible, right? I mean, we all want to say, I hate that person. I hope they go to hell. No, you don't. Nope. Nobody really wants somebody to go to hell because we, don't, we can't even picture how bad being separated from God for all eternity is. So the best thing we could probably do is, even if it makes somebody mad, share the message of Jesus Christ with them. You never know. Maybe they'll believe. You never know. 